Hi, <clears throat> this is uh, Dr. Andrew Hahn, and this is the 29th episode of Guided Self-Healing slash Fearless Living. And this episode we'll call Improving Our Understanding of Relationships and Having Better Relationships. So we'll call it um, deepening our understanding and improving relationships and resolving misunderstandings based in drives. And uh, so long title, uh, but the point here is, this is the third in our series of how we can understand how others make meaning and the consequences for our relationships when we don't just assume that the way we make meaning is the way anybody else makes meaning because it is not. And if we can really uh, understand these differences, we can talk about the different ways we make meaning and the different ways we pay attention and our different motivations and then untold misunderstandings get resolved and relationships improve. And that really is the whole point of everything. Um, and it's not just relationships, but we're going to focus on relationships because that's where we're at. So uh, in this episode, what we're going to talk about is our deepest drives and how people with different deepest drives uh, can really get into difficulty because they fundamentally misunderstand other people's actions and what motivates them. So again, <clears throat> we have to start with what are these drives? And they're really the three, from my point of view, um, core, core drives around survival. So we need to preserve, right? We need to connect and we need to belong. And if we think about our ancestors, that makes a lot of sense. If you don't preserve, if you don't have food and shelter, you're going to die, right? If you can't connect both in an erotic sense with a partner and in a very um, alive sense with, you know, between an infant and their parents, you're not going to survive. And if you don't belong and have a clan and have a tribe, you're not going to survive. So these three drives, the drives to preserve, the drives to connect, and the drives to belong, um, which in the Enneagram are called self-preserving, sexual, and social. And I think, you know, there's a lot of misunderstanding here because there are instinctual drives, which are instinctual, really, really, you know, it's like, uh, you know, those are, are sort of biological instincts to preserve, to, you know, to, sexual drive to procreate and social drive to be part of a, a community. You know. But really, if we also think about the, this idea of, you know, there's also an energetic to it. Because if you're going to preserve, you have to incorporate something, right? you have to take in food, you have to bring yourself into shelter, you have to do these things. So it's an incorporative energy. So you take something in where you protect yourself and then you can go out into the world. Of course, if you want to, you know, erotically connect, which means a kind of intensity from my point of view, um, 
what that means is that you're going to like look for somebody or anything really you're going to connect with and you're going to connect intensely and the rest of the world is going to go away so there's an intensity about this kind of connection and certainly sexual subtype people tend to have more sex because they look to that you know because one way to connect very deeply is through sexuality although clearly you can be very sexual without connecting and you can be very connected without sexuality but there tends to be an overlap nonetheless to a kind of eroticism you know and then there is care you know from my point of view in the sense of belonging and the differences of the energies are one sort of incorporates it goes backwards and in one goes forward and out which is the sexual energy and one goes what i would call up and diffuse and that's the social energy because you know and the differences of those energies and the consequences of them are really remarkable and it just leads to profound misunderstandings because if we were just going to take relationships and love relationships even which is at least makes it easy these different ways of loving get trampled on by the, the two other types. So you will get trampled on. Let me tell you what I mean. Let's think about this simply. If I am a social type, right, where I would say the energy goes diffuse, right, it's like it is incorporating everything, right? It's like I'm part of my plan. Well, let's think about this for a second. What am I going to do? I am going to want to be part of a clan. The way I'm going to tell you I love you is I'm going to invite you into my community and into community uh, mores, into community activities. This is my way of saying I love you. I bring you into my community. You know, it's uh, if I propose to you, it's going to be the kind of proposal that you know I. You know, I'm having pictures taken by all of our friends, and you know, I or I do it in the ballpark in front of fifty thousand people or whatever, because it's a communal experience. I'm part of a community. I want to belong, and I'm going to show you I love you by incorporating you into that community, right? And uh, it is a communal experience. It's our experience in the context of something that is belonging to a tribe. Of course, if I'm a sexual subtype. The way I want to connect with you is one-on-one -on -one and I want to like laser in on a kind of intense connection. And as far as I am concerned, you know, everything else becomes secondary. Being part of a group would be, you know, would dissipate the energy, you know, even eating, unless you're going to eat in a kind of erotic way. I mean, if just eating for eating sake, it's like, you know, who cares? I'm like in connection with you. We don't need to eat. And, you know, there's going to be an intensity about it or it's like what most people are like when they fall in love, except if you're a sexual subtype, theoretically it never ends. Whereas if you're social or self-preserving, it ends pretty quickly. And that leads to a lot of confusion because most people, when they fall in love, because we're stacked and we, most of us have all of these things when we fall in love, at least for a short period of time, for a few weeks at least, we look all like sexual subtypes, right? But then of course that goes away. Now let's think about it if I'm a self-preserving type, what am I gonna do? You know, it's like the way I'm going to tell you I love you is I'm going to make you a dinner or I'm going to make you a beautiful home or I'm going to do all of these things. And I'm going to tell you about them because this is really saying I love you because I've made a home for us that is so homey or I've made you a wonderful dinner or, you know, I've done some kind of uh, service for you, right? Because this is my way of saying I love you.
And of course, you know, it's really awful when you're one of these types and somebody else of another type really has a problem with it, you know? And the other two subtypes will have a problem because they won't know that you're saying I love you, right? So if I'm, if, let's say we start with a sexual type, right? And uh, I'm with a social type. Let's start there. The problems are inconceivable. I'm gonna like say, the way I love you is I wanna have time alone with you, right? And uh, groups, if I'm a really sexual subtype and I'm self-preserving second and I'm social third, groups are actually problematic for me you know so if i'm a sexual subtype not only will i and i'm social as a third because they get stacked i will you know want to say like get me away from groups now let's suppose that i'm in relationship with someone who's social and they're going to say oh let's go to our family party where all these people will be and this is my way of of incorporating you and saying i love you and the sexual subtype is gonna say, you don't love me, you just wanna like get away from me. And the social subtype will say, no, I love you, I wanna involve you in my family. And they will like fight and fight and fight. And then, you know, the sexual subtype will say, all right, now, you know, that I've gotten angry about the family thing, now we can like, you know, kiss and make up, so to speak. And the social type is gonna say, you just trashed my loving of you, why would I wanna be near you? So like, the problems here, and it's because they don't understand. They don't understand that, you know, you know, this thing that they hate is really their partner saying, I love you. And it's profoundly sad because they can't make the translation, you know? And if they can make the translation, then of course, everything gets better. You know, if, if they say, oh, I know that you love me by saying that I want to have you come to this big party with a family, even though I think that's crazy, you know, because I'm social last. Well, then someone says, oh, God, you really get it. And then, of course, when you come back home and they say, now it's time, you know, the sexual subtype says the social subtype, now it's time to gaze into each other's eyes. Social subtype, if there's any sexual there for a little while, says, well, I can stand this, you know, as long as it's not too long, too intense, you know, so, it, you know, people of different subtypes, uh, it's like spiritual relationships, because you really have to learn another love language, right, so sexual and social. And the same thing is going to be if we go around the circle, let's say now we're going to go sexual and self-preserving, right? Well, the sexual subtype will want to have this intense connection, the self-preserving type, you know, and if I'm going to cook for you, it's going to be so I can connect with you. It's not, I'm not saying I love you by cooking for you. It's like saying, because I want to connect with you, one way to do it is through cooking, but I believe me, it's not because I want to make the meal intrinsically. It's because I think if I make a good enough meal, that will mean that we're going to be gazing into each other's eyes. Well, if I'm self-preserving, no, it's going to be, I'm going to be cooking for you because I'm cooking for you and I've thrown all my love into my cooking. And, you know, you better like the cooking, so to speak, as opposed to saying, well, this is just a way for us to get more connected, at which point, you know, you know, you don't really appreciate it, acknowledge it because it's just food and who cares about food, at which point, of course, this self-preserving type may throw the food at you and you'd say, well, why are you doing that? 
you know, didn't want to just really have a loving evening. And I said, if I did have a loving evening, I made you dinner. And like, I made you the most special, you know, I really slaved in the kitchen saying, I love you. And now you're saying like, like, let's skip dinner and go to the bedroom. I don't think so. Because of course, you know, different types, so to speak, metaphorically live in different rooms and self-preserving types basically live in, you know, the kitchen and social types live in the living room and sexual types live in the bedroom. And, you know, if you're really extreme, you know, you just don't get it because oops, the social type will be wanting to do, so, I mean, the self-preserving type will want to do self-preserving activities in bed, like read together and, you know, share something about that, but not because of, I want to share it with you. It's because like I'm taking this information and, and I want to share the information. It's not that I want to share it with you. It's that I'm loving you by sharing the information with you. Sexual subtype in bed would be saying, Well, if you want to share it, you're sharing it with me. It just so happens when you're sharing information. And of course, you know, so the sexual subtype person with the self preserving type would be saying, Oh, I just love that you're sharing the information with me. And the self preserving type might be saying, uh, No, I want you to listen to the information I'm sharing with you and not make goo goo eyes at me. You know, and then if you really could take that in, maybe you could make a little Google eyes at me or something. I mean, it's just like it's it's stunning. And then there's all this misunderstanding, and they end up turning their backs on each other. Right? And you know, so if that's sexual and self-preserving, if it's you know sexual and social, it you know sort of the exact opposite problem, which we began to allude to, which is like, you know, from a sexual subtype, you know. I want you all to myself. If we're going to a party, you better make eye contact a lot across a crowded room, so to speak. Whereas the social subtype will say, no, we're going, you know, we're going to go to the party and we're going to, you know, each do our own thing. And then we'll come back together and we'll like talk about the interesting things that was like participating in the party. And um, so then, of course, and that's my way of saying I love you, at which point, you know, they'll feel deeply hurt when the sexual subtype says, you dragged me to this effing party and how you want to just talk about all of the things you discovered at the party i want you talking with me eye to eye and i don't want this sort of like uh you know hand in hand we go off into the party like you know participants in a party and uh, it's just remarkable right and you know, so you can extrapolate the whole thing. And it, it really, I mean, social and self-preserving, you know, it's like if the social says we're going to go to this party and we're going to go there, the self-preserving type is going to say, well, we have to bring a lot of good food and we have to do whatever. And the social type will say, well, maybe but there'll be pizza at the party, so who cares? You know, and then we'll get it. And the self-preserving type will say, well, what am I going to do at this party? Because my contribution is that I can, you know, bring great food and you know, that's, that, that's what makes me feel like I've really contributed and I've shown my love. Not by like, you know, being part of the cocktail party that doesn't feel very comfortable for me. So it is the misunderstandings of how I'm saying I love you that lead people to say like, you know, I can't stand him because he always wants to go to parties or her if she's a social subject because it doesn't matter 
special subtype woman because I don't want to go to the parties all the time. And sexual subtype man says, like, I just want to like have intense thing with you. It's not even I just want to have sex. I just want to have some kind of intense connection with you. You know, or a self-preserving man is going to like say, of course I love you. Like, like, you know, look at how beautiful I've made the house that you've come into. And, you know, the social woman that he's trying to get involved in, she'll say, well, yeah, that's nice, but like, why are we staying in the house anyway? Because we should be going out. And it just is just remarkable. And if you really, you know, could step back and say, can we step into each other's shoes for a second? What would it be like, you know, from a social, if I you know, step into a social subtype shoes and say, you know, for one second, I can just be with, of course, I want to like have a big wedding and like, you know, cut the cake in front of everybody and then we're all going to co-mingle because that's my way of saying I love you. Yeah. Or, you know, the sexual subtype who says like, you know, it's, it's the romantic movies, you know, they're kissing into each other's hands, they're just going like third of the world because of that in an ongoing way, you know. And that kind of intensity of connection as opposed to this diffuse. And really, if you have, you know, social and sexual together, it's this whole different kind of energetic because one is sort of like saying, you know, we're part of a clan, part of a tribe. So it's, it, we're going to be inclusive. And the other one's saying, we're going to be exclusive, you know, and, you know, we're going to build a wall around ourselves. And the social subtype would say, that's just being rude. I mean, like, how could you go into, you know, a world and just, you know, build a wall around yourself? The sexual subtype will say, because what the heck's the point of having a relationship if you don't? And, you know, it's, and if you could really begin to say, wait a second, I'm the social subtype, you know, the sexual subtype. Their way of saying, I love you is that they're going to like claim me or they want me to claim them or whatever it's going to be and we're going to have this intensity of relationship. And can I get there for short periods of time? Because that will be saying to this person, I will love you the way you know what love is, as opposed to the way that I'm comfortable loving. So um, this ends our three-part series on you know, understanding others from the point of view of their personalities or their centers of perception or their drives and the energetics of these things. I hope you found these useful and at least food for thought so you can begin to sit down with your partners or those in your lives and say, well, really, what are you saying when you're inviting to a party? Or what are you saying when you're saying, like, let's just slow dance and gaze into each other's eyes? Or what are you saying when you say, I you know, really made the home beautiful and I made you a beautiful man. And you'll find that what it means to this person is not what it meant to you. But if you could really love them and say, I, I realize you're saying I love you just not in the language I know. And that will give them like the greatest gift of all, which is really a gift of understanding and uh, stepping into their worlds as opposed to saying you have to join them. So having said that, I wish you all well. Again, you know, if you want to reach me, ahan at lifecenteredtherapy.com. Can be ahan. And we are lifecenteredtherapy.com. And 
please, we have finished our book, which you can pre-order on Amazon. It's coming out February 22nd. It's called The One-Hour Miracle. And the fact that we finished it, which was not a one-hour miracle, but it was, a, you know, as we say, it goes, you know, we have this, you know, idea it's a one-hour miracle, but getting, you know, to the end of the journey. We say a journey to remember because it's like a long climb. Anyway, until we meet again, my dear friends. Good night.